0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information for how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Poems by Gerard Manley Hopkins. Read by Linda Lou, Part 1b. Editor's Notes to Early Poems and Poem 4 Early Poems Two school prize poems exist. The date of the first Quote, the escorial unquote, is Easter sixty, which is before GMH was sixteen years old. It is in Spenserian stanza. The imperfect copy in another hand has the first fifteen stanzas omitting the ninth, and the author has written on it his motto. Greek phrase capital beta alpha accented tau rho alpha c omicron, sigma, space, delta, epsilon, accented, space, pi, omicron, tau, apostrophe, space, alpha, accented, mu, rho, iota, accented, delta, alpha, sigma, space, aspirate, omega, sigma, space, TAU, IOTA, SIGMA, SPACE, EPSILON, ACCENTED, RHO, IOTA, ACCENTED, SIGMA, DELTA, OMEGA. With an accompanying gloss to explain his allusions, the wholly lacking the Byronic flush looks as if influenced by the historical descriptions in, QUOTE, CHILD HERALD, UNQUOTE. And might provide a quotation for a tourist guide displaying, to The history seems competent, and the artistic knowledge precocious. Here for a sample is a seventh stanza. This was no classic temple ordered round, with massy pillars of the Doric mood, broad fluted, nor with shafts Acanthus crowned, portrayed along the frieze with Titans brood, That battled gods for heaven, brilliant hued. With golden fillets and rich blazonry, Wherein beneath a cornice, Horsemen rode with form divine, A fiery chivalry, Triumph of airy grace And perfect harmony. The second prize poem, A Vision of Mermaids, Unquote, Is dated Xmas 62. The autograph of this, which is preserved, Is headed by a very elaborate circular pen and ink drawing, six inches in diameter, a sunset sea piece with rocks and formal groups of mermaidens, five or six together, singing as they stand, apparently, half immersed in the shallows as described, Quote, but most in a half circle watch the sun, unquote, etc. This poem is in 143 lines of heroics. It betrays the influence of Keats, and when I introduced the author to the public in Miles's book, I quoted from it, thinking it useful to show that his difficult later style was not due to inability to excel in established forms. The poem is altogether above the standard of school prizes. I reprint the extract here. Soon, as when summer of his sister spring, Crushes and tears a rare in jeweling, and boasting, I have fairer things than these. Flashes amidst the billowy apple trees, his lusty hands, in gusts of scented wind, swirling out bloom till all the air is blind, with rosy foam and pelting blossom and mist, of driving vermeil rain. And as he lists, the dainty onyx coronals the flowers, a glorious wanton, all the wrecks and showers crowd down upon a stream. And jostling thick with bubbles bugle-eyed, struggle and stick on tangled shoals that bar the brook, a crowd of filmy globes and rosy floating cloud. So those mermaidens crowded to my rock. But most in a half-circle watched the sun, and a sweet sadness dwelt on every one. I knew not why, but know that sadness dwells on mermaids whether that they ring the knells of seamen whelmed in chasms of the mid-main, as poets sing, or that it is a pain to know the dust depths of the ponderous sea, the miles profound of solid green, and below cold fishes, far from man, or what? I know the sadness, but the cause know not. Then they, thus ranged, gan make fool plaintively, a piteous siren's sweetness on the sea without an instrument or conch or bell or stretched chords tunable on turtle's shell only with utterance of sweet breath they sung, in an antique chaunt and in an unknown tongue now melting upward through the sloping scale swelled the sweet strain to a melodious wail now ringing clarion clear to whence it rose Slumbered at last in one sweet, deep, heartbroken close eighteen sixty two to eighteen sixty eight. After the relics of his school poems follow the poems written when an undergraduate at Oxford, of which there are four in this book Poems one, two, three and fifty two, all dating about eighteen sixty six of this period some ten or twelve autograph poems exist the most successful being religious verses worked in geo herbert's manner in these i think have been printed there are two sonnets in italian form and shakespearean mood refused by quote, cornhill magazine unquote the rest are attempts at lyrical poems mostly sentimental aspects of death one of them quote, winter with a gulf stream was published in once a week and reprinted at least in part in some magazine the autograph copy is dated august eighteen seventy one but g m h told me that he wrote it when he was at school whence i guess that he altered it too much to allow of its early dating the following is a specimen of his signature at this date picture of signature Jard M. Hopkins, July 24th, 1866. 1868 1875. After these last mentioned poems, there is a gap of silence which may be accounted for in his own words from a letter to R. W. D., October 5th, 78. Quote, What verses I had written I burnt before I became a Jesuit, i.e., 1868 and resolved to write no more as not belonging to my profession unless it were by the wish of my superiors so for seven years i wrote nothing but two or three little presentation pieces which occasion called for but when in the winter of seventy-five the deutschland was wrecked in the mouth of the thames and five franciscan nuns exiles from germany by the falk laws aboard of her were drowned i was affected by the account and happening to say so to my rector. He said that he wished someone would write a poem on the subject. On this hint I set to work, and, though my hand was out at first, produced one. I had long had haunting my ear the echo of a new rhythm which now I realized on paper. I do not say the idea is altogether new, but no one has professedly used it and made it the principle throughout that I know of. However, I had to mark the stresses, and a great many more oddnesses could not but dismay an editor's eye. So that when I offered it to our magazine, the month, they dared not print it. Unquote. Of the two or three presentation pieces here mentioned, one is certainly the Marian verses, quote, Rosa Mystica, unquote, published in the quote, The Irish Monthly. Unquote. May ninety-eight, and again in Orby Shipley's quote, *Carmina Mariana*, unquote. second series, page one hundred eighty-three, the autograph exists. Another is supposed to be the quote, *Ad Mariam, unquote printed in the quote, *Stonyhurst Magazine*, unquote. February ninety-four. This is in five stanzas of eight lines. In direct and competent imitation of swinburne no autograph has been found and unless father hopkins's views of poetic form had been provisionally deranged or suspended the verses can hardly be attributed to him without some impeachment of his sincerity and that being altogether above suspicion i would not yield to the rather strong presumption which their technical skill supplies in favour of his authorship it is true that the Rosa Mystica unquote, is somewhat in the same light, lilting manner, but that was probably common to most of these feastal verses. And quote, Rosa Mystica unquote, is not open to the positive objections of verbal criticism, which would reject the quote, ad Mariam. Unquote. He never sent me any copy of either of these pieces as he did of his severe Marian poems poems eighteen and thirty seven nor mention them as productions of a serious muse. I do not find that in either class of these attempts he met with any appreciation at the time. It was after the publication of Miles's book in eighteen ninety four that his co-religionists began to recognize his possible merits, and their enthusiasm has not perhaps been always wise. It is natural that they should, as some of them openly state, they do prefer the poems that I am rejecting to those which I print, but this edition was undertaken in response to a demand that, both in England and America, has gradually grown up from the genuinely poetic interest felt in the poems which I have gradually introduced to the public. That interest has been no doubt welcomed and accompanied by the applause of his particular religious associates, but since their purpose is alien to mine, I regret that I am unable to indulge it. Nor can I put aside the overruling objection that G. M. H. would not have wished these little presentation pieces to be set among his more serious artistic work. I do not think they would please anyone who is likely to be pleased with his book. Poem One, Saint Dorothea, written when an exhibitioner at Balliol College, contemporary autograph in capital A, and another almost identical in H both undated. Text from capital A. This poem was afterwards expanded, shedding its relative pronouns to forty-eight lines divided among three speakers, quote, an angel, the protonitary Theophilus, and a catechumen, unquote. The grace and charm of original lost. There is an autograph in capital A, and other copies exist. This was the first of the poems that I saw, and GMH wrote it out for me, open parenthesis, in 1866, question mark, close parenthesis. Poem 2, Heaven Haven. Contemporary autograph on some page with last in H. Text is from a slightly later autograph undated in capital A. The different copies vary. Poem 3. Habit of Perfection. Two autographs in capital A. The earlier dated January 18, 19, 1866. The second, which is a good deal altered, is apparently of same date as text of number 2. Text follows this later version, published in Miles. Poem 4. Rack of the Deutschland. Text from capital B. Title from Capital A. See Description of Capital B on page 94. In the, quote, The Spirit of Man, unquote. The original first stanza is given from Capital A, and varies. Otherwise, Capital B was not much corrected. Another transcript, now at St. Aloysius's College, Glasgow, was made by Rev. F. Bacon after Capital A, but before the correction of Capital B. This was collated for me by the Reverend Father Geoffrey Bliss, S.J., and gave one true reading. Its variants are distinguished by G. in the notes to the poem. The labor spent on this great metrical experiment must have served to establish the poet's prosody, and perhaps his diction. Therefore, the poem stands logically as well as chronologically in the front of his book, like a great dragon folded in the gate to forbid all entrance and confident in his strength from past success. This editor advises the reader to circumvent him and attack him later in the rear, for he was himself shamefully worsted in a brave frontal assault, more easily perhaps because both subject and treatment were distasteful to him. A good method of approach is to read stanza sixteen aloud to a chance company. To the metrist and rhythmist the poem will be of interest from the first, And throughout. Stanza 4, line 7. Father Bliss tells me that the vole, V-O-E-L, is a mountain not far from St. Bono's College in North Wales, where the poem was written, and Dr. Henry Bradley, that mole, M-O-E-L, is primarily an adjective meaning bald. It becomes a feminine substitute meaning bare hill and preceded by the article y becomes bol, v-o-e-l in modern Welsh spelt f-o-e-l. This accounts for its being written without initial capital, the word being used generically, and the meaning obscured by roped is that the well is fed by the trickles of water within the flanks of the mountains. Both capital A and capital B read planks for flanks. G gives the correction. Stanza 11, line 5. Two of the required stresses are on we dream. Stanza 12, line 8. Reeve, R-E-E-V-E. See note on author's preface. Stanza 14 line eight. These. G has there, but the words between shock and these are probably parenthetical. Stanza sixteen, line three. landsmen may not observe the wrongness. See again poem seventeen, stanza nine, and poem thirty-nine, line ten. I would have corrected this if the euphony had not accidentally forbidden the simplest correction. Stanza sixteen, line seven. Foam fleece followed by full stop in capital A and capital B by a comma in G. Stanza nineteen, line three. Hauling H A W L I N G. Thus spelled in all three. Stanza twenty-one, line two. G omits the. Stanza twenty-six, lines five and six. The semicolon is Autographic Correction in capital B. The stop at way is uncertain in capital A and capital B is a comma in G. Stanza twenty-nine Line 3. Night. Sick. Line 8. Two of the required stresses are on Tarpeian. Stanza 34. Line 8. Shire. G has Shore, but Shire is doubtless right. It is a special favored landscape visited by the shower. End of part 1b.